You pour your heart into your business, you give to your clients, and you take care of your family and your community. And you put off taking care of yourself. When you only focus on doing, you bottle up your emotions, which taxes your body and depletes your energy. You struggle to show up, to keep up, and to create results. My name is Dr. Mary Maduna Gross. About 10 years ago, I burned out of the only career I thought I'd ever have. I got divorced, and I was crushed with chronic illness and pain. Now I have a business that I love, a husband I can grow with, and my health is on track. Through the power of coaching, I have come to recognize the resilience and power I carry within my soul. You have this resilience and power as well. Welcome to Inflow with Soul, where we create the space for playful restoration. Space to pause, to play, and to connect with your soul. Because when you take care of you, your results will take care of themselves. Well, I'd like to welcome you all again to another episode of Inflow with Soul. My name is Dr. Mary Maduna Gross, and today I'm with Meg Beatty. And Meg describes herself as a creative. So Meg, I want to start there. What is a creative? What does that mean to you? Thank you, Dr. Mary, for having me. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here. Um, It's so hard to say like when you are used to seeing an artist as they paint or they sculpt, but really an artist and a creative is just working with whatever medium you have that works for you. And it could be a lot of different mediums and you can make a lot of different kinds of projects. So before I never saw myself as, you know, anything more about, I'm a licensed cosmetologist. Okay. So um, I do hair and makeup and stuff as, you know, that was my main career for such a long time, but it wasn't enough. I was still feeling like I have all these other things I want to get out and make. And that's taking up so much of my time. I want to do all these other things. So I, I don't like that. I put that kind of barrier on myself and I don't like to see other people do that because you don't have to pick one medium or one thing. You can do a lot of different things and that can make you happy. And I thought, well, cosmetology isn't lighting my fire anymore. So maybe I'm just, I have a creative block. I'm not feeling as excited about it as I used to be, but then you can add all these other layers to your life. You don't have to be one thing. Right. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So you're in your cosmetology business doing hair and makeup. Mm-hmm. You're realizing that, that you don't feel the fire for this anymore. Yeah. What else was going on for you at the time? Because, and the reason I'm asking is that you, uh, was there like another mm, discomfort or something mm-hmm. else that wasn't aligning for you along yeah. with work? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Absolutely. I did all the things to get to the career, right? You're supposed to go through life and find the thing you're supposed to do for the rest of your life and then just do that. Exactly. You're done. Yeah. Um, But that was, you know, working until it wasn't. And all these other things were going on in my life at the time where uh, I was already struggling with my self-confidence. I was uncovering traumas from my life and Mm -hmm. experiencing some new traumas that I wasn't really calling them what they were at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of trying to, okay, well, that'll sort itself out once I get to this next, you know, milestone, this next goal. But it wasn't, it was just getting worse and worse. And it was like, my fire kept dimming more and more Mm. because I couldn't figure out what is not happening right for me. I'm doing all the things I'm supposed to do, but 
this doesn't feel right. And you're allowed to start over and you can like peel back that a little bit and be like, okay, what about this is not making me happy? Or what about this do I like, but I want to tweak to make it my own a little bit more. And I was surrounding myself with all kinds of relationships, whether it be a partner or friendships or my family that weren't, uh, you know, they were kind of pushing me along that path to go to the next thing and you'll get there and it'll be happy. You'll, you know, and, um, they weren't being supportive or they weren't really hearing me and I did not feel seen or heard. And I just thought, okay, well, these people aren't supporting me. How can I support myself? Right. They are seeing it as a silly hobby on the side of, you know, this Etsy shop that I'm starting. So I start seeing it as a silly hobby. Right. My self-confidence and my ego wanted that, you know, back and forth from someone else. But I was surrounding myself with people that, you know, they saw it silly. I saw it silly. So right. I just went with that. And okay, just keep working. Go to the next thing until I just got really, really burnt out. And mm-hmm. I thought, this is what it's going to be like for the rest of my life. And then maybe worse. Right? I don't like this. Yeah. So I just decided, nope. I'm going to do what I want to do. And if that means have a couple of different jobs where I can be creative in all those different outlets, I'll do that. Okay. But um, working in a salon for someone else was not conducive to what I wanted to do anymore. Especially if you talk to anyone that works in a salon, usually your evenings are not yourself and none of your weekends ever. Right. So you're filling all of that time. And all of my creativity was burning out on doing people's hair and makeup. And then I had nothing left over for myself and the things I wanted to create. Yeah. So I just decided I'll just do it all at the same time, but just a little here and there. Okay. Of little different pieces of my mediums. Like I like to, you know, do all my hair and makeup and have fun with that. But mm-hmm. I also opened up an Etsy shop about six years ago now. Okay. But until this past year with everything with the pandemic, i treated it as a hobby shop. It was, my passion wasn't going into it. My self-confidence wasn't going into it. I wasn't really putting myself out there to talk about it because uh, my Etsy shop is animal costumes and animal accessories. It started out with hedgehog tutus. Okay. And right, that sounds so silly. It's got to start somewhere. It's got to start somewhere. And it started um, because I had hedgehogs and I had a friend with hedgehogs and we put tutus on them and put them online and people went crazy. Okay. So um, it was a silly thing at first that it started and I kept treating it as such a silly thing, but I wasn't taking myself serious. I wasn't telling people about it because it makes people laugh. Mm -hmm. And then six years later, um, when I was just doing it on the side, it was just a fun little thing for me and these people that were enjoying these projects because mm-hmm. of course, you know, people love to see animals in tutus who wouldn't. Right. right. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> but um, I never took it and myself, I guess, as seriously until I started, you know, uncovering all the things like, why, why can't I be the one to put myself out there and say, yeah, I'm proud of what I do and what I make and other people like it too. You should check it out. Right. So it took me a little while to get there. I think we all go back and forth with that as artists that, you you know, you think, oh, I'm crap. This is crap. No one's going to like it until someone loves it. And then you feel that validation for the first time and you're like, oh, wow, I want more of that. (laughs) For sure. That is so true. Well, you've Mm. really laid out a lot for us here. Mm. So let's come back a little bit to that time when 
you're, again, you're at work, mm-hmm. um, not happy with that. You're also unhappy with, well, you're playing around with these other creative outlets and not getting the feedback right. that you were hoping to from right. your immediate surroundings. Can you take us back to kind of some of those experiences and what were some of the hard decisions that you had to make for yourself in those moments? There were definitely moments where you're like, well, this made me so happy. And then I showed it to someone else and now it hurts my feelings that I was happy and thought it was cool, but they didn't. Mm -hmm. And especially when it comes from people that you love and you want to be in your corner and you want to support you out of everyone. Sometimes it seems like strangers support you so much easier than people around you. And you have to sit there with yourself and be like, well, is it, you know, my happiness and my things that I'm creating? I I like it. And, you know, even if they don't like it, they should be, you know, in my corner and want me to do things that I like to do or, you know, I'm passionate about. And you have to kind of look at, okay, is it them? Is it me? Is it the situation we're in? Or is it all of the things that maybe this person just isn't supposed to be in my life for this part? Okay. And, you know, I think some people are in our lives for a reason for a while, but they're not supposed to be around forever. And maybe it was a little bit more of a push of, you know, I, if I don't get away from this environment, then I'm going to keep making myself small and I'm going to keep dimming my fire until there's nothing. And I'm going to regret that one day. Yeah. And I just decided anyone that was, you know, stifling that fire or saying, Mm -hmm. you know, that's not that cool or, you know, making fun of it a little bit Mm -hmm. to make me feel silly about myself or about my work. You know, you just have to leave them with love and be like, I don't need that environment around me and I won't participate in that anymore because it is very, very hard to be self-confident in the world as it is and put your art out there and you don't need other people that you're supposed to love and are supposed to love you being a part of that. So that whole act of pruning people out of our lives who are no longer Mm -hmm. serving us at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a selfish way right. of serving, but you know, there's, we co-create together, right? Mm-hmm. So you've made some decisions to prune that a little bit. Right. Where did you find the strength for that? Because especially I think when it comes to relationships, we, we tend to carry around these rules about, well, mm-hmm. I'm in this relationship. So now I got to make this relationship work, whether it's, right. you know, a partner or friendship or, or whatever, there just seems to be the sense of permanence. So mm-hmm. how did you kind of break out of that? Um, there were a few incidences that happened that really shook me awake. That was okay. like, if I don't get out of this, there's no more of me to get out. You know okay. what I mean? I have to be the one to save myself. And I think that's true for all of us, that there's only a point that people can help you or be there for you. And you have to be open and honest about, you know, what's going on in your life too. Right. So it's very easy with social media and stuff now to put on this front and Mm -hmm. this is what's happening. This is what I want to show the world. Right. But that's not always real either. So you have to come to people and say, this is what I'm dealing with. This is my, this is the hard thing for me. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, especially if it's the right people in your life, 
they're going to say, oh my gosh, you were carrying that by yourself. Like, let me take some of that. Let's get this back on track. This is not how you're supposed to feel in life. We're supposed to grab joy. You're not supposed to cry every day. (laughs) And that was kind of like, oh, wait, what? (laughs) Not everybody feels this way every day. It's not this hard. (laughs) I can be there for myself. And you just have to, I think a lot too, especially for women, I don't want to say not Mm -hmm. all men, of course, but uh, especially for women, you're supposed to love unconditionally, love unconditionally and be there and care for, be the caretaker, be the caregiver. But that is so not true. Love should have conditions. They should have, you know, love should have conditions. Relationships should have conditions. One person can't keep taking from the well and not replenishing for the other person. And I think uh, a few things happened that I was like, I can't, I can't do it anymore by myself. And I think a lot of times too, we think we're supposed to do it all by ourselves and take Amen. care of everyone around us. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's one of the biggest obstacles. I know I've faced this yes. myself. I hear it from my clients as well. I don't know where we've and I, I'm going to say women in general. If yeah. men, if there's men having this experience, that's possible. I just don't know about it. But this right. idea that um, women have to do it all. We have to take mm-hmm. care of it all. I remember uh, recently I was talking with some other coaches and we we're talking about leverage, right? And the, when is it time to hire out some of our responsibilities, whether it's at work or at home? And the example that this person gave was, Something to the effect of the client was the was the woman and she didn't want to have to do laundry anymore. So this is what she wanted to be uh, leveraging out. Mm-hmm. Now, what had happened earlier is that her husband had already leveraged out the, lawnsca- the landscaping, right? So mowing right. And, and those kinds of things. There was never a question about whether or not that was appropriate to hire out landscaping. Right. Uh, when it came to the male responsibility, but when it came to the female responsibility, all of a sudden, you know, that wasn't okay to have someone else touching my right. underwear kind of a thing. Yeah. And, yeah, and I think it's just a, a really good example of this belief system that we have that women have to do it all. And the yes. men can find somebody else to, to cover the things that they don't want to do. <laughs> right. And we're not supposed to complain about it either because that's so emotional. <laughs> that's exactly right. And, you know, it's so frustrating because it's pegged as a anger is a non-emotion because it's so male, right? but any other emotion and all of these other things that, you know, you do break after you're trying to carry things for so long and, you know, not share that it's hard. And I think women are unbelievably strong and it's, it's amazing to see more and more all of the time. And I'm just so fortunate to be seeing that other wave of feminism that, you know, I hope that one day that everyone really is equal, but it is not there yet. And it is frustrating to see that, you know, women still take on so much and have to subconsciously take ourselves back and be like, wait, 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 I'm allowed. I'm allowed to ask for help or I'm allowed to take a moment. Yes. Because I don't think we even remember to breathe some days. <laughs> exactly. That is so yeah. true. So you did some pruning, um, both of Mm -hmm. what you were asking of yourselves and and of relationships. So in Mm -hmm. that uh, open space, then what filled that space? Did you have new insights, relationships? Yes. Um, I have to say everything. I felt like I am still feeling like 
because it still has happened just about a year and a half ago that I really just leaned in and said, this isn't working. I got to get out of this and I can't wait another minute. I got to get out right now. And it started like the second I even said that to myself, the universe just started conspiring and all of these things started happening. Like I'm talking to you now and I never would have thought, you know, even we just talked a few weeks ago, I thought, oh my gosh, this is happening so fast. Mm -hmm. But the second I decided this isn't how I want to live anymore. This isn't the life in myself that I want to project to the world. It was like an epiphany and a shift that almost overnight, the ball just started rolling and is just still going. And (laughs) it's fantastic. Um, uh, I think everyone is going to have a moment or a couple of moments in their life that lead them to that big shift. And they have to decide, am I going to take my life and start it all over again to something that could be the greatest gift ever? I do feel like my life is such a gift now. And I don't feel like I was working from that space before. Sure. And now it's just mine. Mm-hmm. You know, I get to create it exactly the way I want. And if I don't like a path or mm-hmm. a project, I reroute. And okay. I can do that because I get to be free to be me and be my own boss. That's pretty empowering, isn't it? Yeah. It's really the most empowering thing that I can think of. Right. That's what I love about entrepreneurship as Mm -hmm. well. Like you really are. It's not just being my own boss, like deciding how I'm going to spend my day or whatever. Right. But it's really about, in my case, being creative through coaching, right? Mm -hmm. Being creative and helping create something together with my clients. Like that's what I get to do on my terms, on on the terms that we, you know, come to together between my clients and I. And then that's what we do. Those are the only rules that we have to live by. Yeah. That's really refreshing. Yeah. yeah, it is. It feels so wonderful because I think, especially for women, your whole life, you're navigated for you. Right. You're going to go do this now and you're going to sit still and look pretty and you're going to marry this guy and you're going to have these babies and you're going to have this house and all of the things. And you're pushed and pushed and pushed until you're like, me, this is, this is going off the tracks without me. Yeah. Even subconsciously, there was a while that I thought, well, this is what everyone's doing. I'm getting left behind. This is what I need to be doing. And I got really upset that like, well, I'm doing all the things that I'm supposed to be doing. Why am I not here with yeah, everybody else? Right, right. And then I thought too, I don't want that. I want to be where I'm supposed to be because yeah. when you try to force it, it just does not work. Mm-mm. It doesn't work ever. <laughs> it, no, it really doesn't. <laughs> Which is interesting because, again, I think we have a hard time. Mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of teasing out the difference between taking action and mm-hmm. allowing um, and following the flow. Right. Mm-hmm. To say that, you know, I, I don't fight or I take the opportunities that come to me. That sounds so passive, like uh, that mm-hmm. I'm not participating in this at all. Um, but I don't think that's the case, right? When you're, mm-hmm. when I, when I feel like I'm having to make something happen, I really have to ask myself, what am I really trying to do here? Right. Um, because if I'm having to make it happen, that probably means that something about this isn't quite right for me to begin with. Right. Exactly. And, uh, to then kind of dig into that a little bit. This conversation is also reminding me of, I don't know if it was Forbes or Inc. magazine. It was just a, a few weeks ago. I think it was since we talked last. And there was like a social media prompt, like, what would you tell your younger self? You know, that Mm -hmm. typical 
And what was coming back, um, and this was like to your younger self out of college or something like that, right? It was your going into adulthood. And so many of the responses were about, look at your 20s as your exploration time, yes. right? Yeah, get a maybe get a degree, maybe get a job, but don't think that this is the job for the rest of my life. Yes. This isn't necessarily my career for the rest of my life. This is what I'm building. And in the meantime, think about who am, who do I really want to become here? Because even right. in our 20s, we don't know who we are. No idea. <laughs> and I really thought. <laughs> right. And we don't know until we try things. Right. And, and I think that we're so lucky to learn and grow every single day. There's yeah. not a day that goes by that there's not something different that you pick up, even subconsciously, that, you know, there's no way that it would be so boring and how, you know, ridiculous if everybody came out knowing everything all the time and being right. so perfect. Yeah. It would just be such a boring existence. And, you know, life is such a gift that you do get to just retry every single day is a new slate. Right. And, you know, there's of course things that you have to do in a day to day to keep, you know, the lights on and all that, but it's, it's such a short life and we don't get to know when it's over. We never know. And I think last year, if, you know, if it taught us anything, time is so quick yes. and, you know, things can be taken away very quickly as well. So if you don't love what you're doing every day, if you are just falling into bed and passed out working for someone else and just upset all the time, that's going to seep into the rest of your life, the rest of your right. personality and all of your relationships that go into that. Exactly. So how do you, well, maybe let me rephrase that question. So there's a lot of empowerment here. There's a lot about moving forward. Are there any fears or uh, little things that kind of tend to pull you back into old Meg? Yes, all yeah. the time. <laughs> I think that we all definitely, I, even the most self-confident uh, person in the world, I think there are always times where there's that subconscious little bit of us that's like, wait a minute, who do I think I am right now? Yeah. Who do I think I am having this podcast interview with Dr. Mary right now? I've almost talked myself out of this a hundred times. Yeah. But why? Who right. am I not to? Right. You know, I would be so resentful and regretful if, you know, if I'm not going to do it, someone else is. Someone else is going to take that spot and, you know, have that moment in the sun or have that extra bit of business that this comes from that who am I not to take that? Someone right. else will if I don't. I love that. That is again mm -hmm. a very empowered position about fears. Yeah. Because there's no way to get over them other than to get through them. them. It's not like, you know, we're jumping off a cliff here together. I'm having a conversation with you. What was I so afraid of? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Yeah. So tell me a little bit more than about what you do within the okay. the heart of your business. Um, I make animal accessories and costumes for, you know, people and pets so you can mix and match with your pet. Okay. It started off as just hedgehog tutus mm -hmm. when I had hedgehogs, but it has grown and I have added a lot more inventory over the past year. So there's all sizes of tutus. I say there's nothing I can't put a tutu on. Okay. And I, I do some knitting. I do some loom work, 
So I'm really excited about all of that stuff that is at the shop. You can find um, character costumes on there and the new Halloween uh, costume sets are coming up. So I'm really excited about that. I love Halloween. Everybody gets dressed up. And my favorite part is, you know, it used to seem so silly to me. And I used to like not really like to tell people what I did on the side or, you know, with certain groups that uh, they're just going to cackle at me all night long. But I think now I've got all five star reviews and I get all these pictures of all these super cute animals and people, you know, email you that, oh, I got to include my mini pigs in my wedding all dressed up or we had this guinea pig birthday party. And it is awesome because you got to bring that joy to their day and they thought of you and loved your work and are showing it off and it makes you feel great. So I just love to see them all dressed up and it's been really fun and I've been loving to grow it over this past year. I've been uh, looking into more craft shows around, okay. you know, my town and stuff now that the world's opened back up for a little sure. bit. Sure. And for, <laughs> for, for the time being anyway. Right. And um, so, but for now it's all on Etsy and I put all of my new styles up on Instagram to keep everything, you know, in the shop fresh. And sure just finishing up the summer collection right now before I jump into Halloween. So I'm excited about that. Excellent. So I know you're selling costumes, but what is it that mm-hmm. you're really selling to your An experience, yeah. you know, an experience, a whole party, you know, who gets more excited than watching a dog walk out for their birthday and a huge tutu. Right. It's just so fun. Uh, I've had people send me videos of, you know, grandchildren that they wanted to gift their guinea pig or their hedgehog costumes and stuff. And they're just giggling together with their grandkids. And it is so sweet that you get to be a part of that moment, even though you don't know these people. And it's really fun. And you helped create those moments, right? Right. Create those bonding moments between a grandparent and a grandchild. and Yeah. And even if it's silly to see a pig walk out in a costume, it's a silly moment that we all get to see and have. And like, then that pig gets attention. So he loves it. Right. She loves it. You know, it's just so fun for everybody that I always wanted to just make people feel good. That's why I like doing hair and makeup. And, Mm -hmm. you know, when you leave the salon, you feel like a supermodel. Right. I love animals. I want them to feel that way too. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's really fun. So, um, on your Etsy, you're, you're talking about seasonal mm-hmm. kinds of uh, mm-hmm. costume changes. W- what's your biggest challenge with getting enough inventory created? How do you do that? Um, well, it's definitely not a creative block lately. It's just my hands. I can't work fast enough or okay. have enough space. So, um, I am actually working on, that's why I talked to you earlier that are we doing a video? Do I, do I need to look nice or can yeah, I look yeah. like a mess? Cause <laughs> lately I've been looking like a mess because I'm, you know, running all of this out of my house, but me and friends are also, um, you know, doing some house construction and I'm putting together a studio in my garage oh, wow. so that I can have some more space to grow since, you know, I'm really leaning in now. I want right. to be able to have that organization in that studio to really show some work off. Oh, that would be phenomenal. Yeah. So just another step, another big step in that direction. And I'm really excited to take it. Absolutely. So are you able to keep up with the number of orders? Has that become a challenge for you? So I actually did take down my custom listings okay. um, because people were 
just using that mostly. And, um, it, it was a little cheaper than my regular ones, but I was sure. starting to lose money. Sure. And then it was just become coming in custom order. So I started doing a bunch of pre-made. So right, right. now, you can do custom orders, but we have to talk through an email and okay. talk about, you know, each, uh, because not all fabric is the same price. Of course. And that's how I was losing money before. And, right. you know, trying to get them what they wanted because I want them to get exactly what they are dreaming of, but with the same cost of fabric involved. So right now, um, my entire shop is pre-made items. Okay. So I have uh, hundreds of tutus and different kinds of knits and felt capes uh, for many animals that are all pre-made. So all I have to do is pack and ship right now Okay. with, you know, every once in a while a custom order comes in, not like sure. they used to. Though. Sure. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure that custom order stuff does get more time consuming, yeah. resource consuming Definitely. of all kinds of resources. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then you package and, and deliver to the post office or the delivery mm-hmm. service yourself then as well. Yep. Yep. Okay. I actually have, um, my office is set up in here, which that is what I'm trying to expand right now. Cause it's just a small office that mm-hmm. I can't fit the inventory in, but I have, um, the laser printer and everything. So they actually come and pick it up for my house. Oh, wow. So it's fantastic. <laughs> Before I did have to go take a couple of weekly trips to uh, the post office, but now it's right to my door. I can ship out by the next morning. So it makes it very nice. Wow. Makes my shipping quicker. Makes everybody happy, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, in, what were some of your challenges in terms of getting that part of your business set up? Like, did you already know how to set up? A ca- oh, okay. <laughs> Not at all. I still don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of stuff that because I didn't go to like a business school or anything like that. I just thought oh, I like this, you know, art. I can do this through... This is another reason why I went through Etsy because a lot of their stuff, they have taken care of for me. Okay. Um, okay, it is sure. much easier for me to just, you know, set up all of my listings on there instead of running a whole website right now. Right. So they are taking care of that aspect of it. So awesome. I've kind of, you know, allocated my... Um, business end that I don't know a mm-hmm, lot about mm-hmm. to Etsy's setup and my accountant. So I got a new okay. accountant this year to, um, I said, you know, I really want to start growing this. I really want to take this to the next level. Right. Let's get this. And I found the perfect accountant and, you know, I'm allocating different jobs to different places because there's only so much you could do yourself and there's only so much you can know yourself. And that's that's the core of really what I these questions that I'm asking you about is because it does get mm-hmm. to be a time, I mean, hopefully, right, that every business will grow from the the desk right. or tabletop that we started it on. And, right. and in order to make that expansion successful, we need people around us yeah. to help us with that. So yeah. in addition to your accountants, do you have any other key players on your team that you would say, I wouldn't do business without them? Um, I'm just now really starting to grow and really getting to that part where I feel confident and okay asking for help because like we talked about, that is so hard to ask for help in any direction at all. Um, I'm very, very lucky to have the friends around me that I have now that right now I was trying to do, uh, since the last time we talked, I was trying to do a lot of construction myself, Yeah, but there, you know, there's not even all of the things that I can hold and carry just one person. So that's impossible. And it was just another, one of those things to come back to myself to be like, can you just take a pause 
can you just ask someone else for a minute? So I'm very, very lucky that I have friends helping me with construction to get, you know, my space up and running. Um, I've done some collaborations with another friend of mine that has Etsy. So every once in a while we'll get together on a project and then we'll both, you know, put together a little animal costume together. She crochets. Okay. So, um, it's awesome. We team up on that kind of stuff. And for my upcoming craft shows that I've been looking into, I was worried because it's a lot of stuff. Right. And it's a lot to do by yourself. Right. And I don't have, you know, a, a business partner or a partner that I can do those things with. So um, I've kind of felt out some of my friends that I think, you know, they would have a good time, you know, doing that kind of stuff with me or really work well with me. And before I could even get the sentence out, like, would you be interested? They're like, why did you take so long? Why did you take so long to ask me? Of course I will do this with you. And you're like, Oh my God. Did it take so long? You know, people really want to help you, but they don't know how, and they don't want to overstep. So you do have to reach back a little bit. Oh, I love that. That is so (laughs) true. And, and I don't know about you, but one of the, I I think when intern, when it comes to asking for help, sometimes I don't know what I'm asking for. Yeah. Right. And, you know, you were talking to about some of the business stuff. I don't even know what I'm asking for. Mm -hmm. And to me, those are the hardest times to ask for help. And I know I need help, but I don't know how you what that needs to look like right now. Right. Um, And for me, I, I think the solution to that or the counter to that is being willing just to talk with people like this is the challenges that I'm having. This is yeah. what's going on right now. And and it gives people an opportunity to say, well, I, I know someone who knows how to do that or whatever. You just, you never know where those conversations or messages go to. Yeah, that's exactly how I got here today. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I was doing a friend's hair that okay. knows you. Uh-huh. And we were just chatting like you do behind the chair because it's like a therapy session sometimes. Right, right. And she was just like, oh my gosh, I have the perfect person to set you up with. Wow. And within the week, I was talking to you for the first time and I thought, geez, this, I mean, you ask the universe and you just have to wait. Yeah. And when Trust. you get an answer, sometimes you don't know that you're getting that answer. I didn't know the first time we talked. I just thought, oh, what am I doing? I'll just take this conversation. We're not going to go through with this podcast. You know, she's yeah. not going to want to interview me. Yeah, yeah. And then I, you know, dissected that a little bit later after I got so nervous after our first conversation that why? Mm-hmm. Why am I doing yeah. this? Why am I pushing against this? When I just asked the universe, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go to the next level. Right. And it was like, okay. And I was right. like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So it's, it's really amazing that, I mean, it was just, it just keeps gifting you things when you ask for it. You just have to be ready. And yeah. even if you're not ready, grab it. So yeah, here we exactly. are. <laughs> you know, I was thinking, um, my family and I've been through a major life tragedy recently and one of the lessons, I guess, that I've gotten out of this so far, and we're, we're really new into this, but, um, it's that the, I always have what I need around me. And, and, and at a time like this, to come to that conclusion seems counterintuitive. At a time when I right. feel like I need more than I ever have, mm-hmm. to be able to say it's right here and, mm-hmm. and not just say it, but to believe it, it's really powerful. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And to lean into that when I don't know what to ask. Right. Right. I don't know what I need. The universe does. 
God right. does, whatever language you want to use for that. Yeah. Right? Source. There's a, exactly. I think it's always, yeah. I think, um, you know, there are so many times that we keep getting rerouted and we keep thinking, well, that's not what I asked for. That's not what I wanted, but really it is what we asked for or what we needed at the time. We just aren't seeing it then because we're so caught up in our emotional aspect of it. That is, and as you describe that, the, um, you know, the little gyps on your phone, right? Or you're mm-hmm. asking for directions and you don't go mm-hmm. the way they told you to go rerouting or redirecting. Right. I think that's really what the universe does for us. Oh, you didn't want to take this resource that I've offered you. Okay. Well, let's reroute it and bring it back to you in another way yes. or, or this other source in another way. Yes. I, yeah. That's a great metaphor for yeah. that serving. Yeah. I think we just are, you know, it's a circle over and over. And if we can't, you know, it's like a maze. If you can't figure out how to get out, you're just going to keep going again. Yeah, We're just going to keep going over the yes. same lesson until you get it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's like, okay, okay. And sometimes we get the lesson and then, you know, like with the self-confidence with like pulling ourselves back and not stepping into our power. I think, you know, we keep relearning those kinds of things, even on a small scale. When you think yeah. you've learned it, you probably haven't. You'll probably right. be brought back to it again some other time. <laughs> <laughs> and in, even at another level, mm-hmm. right? Yes. At, at an, in another context or another level or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sense that, I don't know. Again, somewhere along the way, I picked up this idea that at some point I'd have it all together. Right. right? And then that's when I would be happy. That's when I would be whole. Right. Yeah, I think there's this list um, in everybody's head that we think if we check off all these boxes, then that's our utopia, right? Right. But utopia keeps shifting and moving as we learn and grow that that's not how it is. We can just be in the moment and, you know, be thankful and happy for all the things that we do have and have had, even if it's not exactly what we want in that moment. It's probably something we needed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, well, I have truly enjoyed this conversation, Meg. Me too. Thank you so immensely. much. And, but before we close, I want mm-hmm. to make sure that you tell us uh, exactly where we can find you and your yes. tutus. Yeah, um, it's Princess Pigs Emporium. Okay. And I'm on Etsy and Instagram. And I am on Facebook every once in a while, but I'm definitely on Instagram and Etsy the most. So you can find all of the new styles coming up there all the time. I am so proud of you for (laughs) what you you are creating. And and I'm really grateful for you, your willingness to share your story with us today. It was really powerful. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate the space you've offered me. Awesome. Hi, this is Mary. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you are coming away feeling maybe a little inspired, maybe a little more informed, or maybe just rested. Most of all, I hope you're coming away feeling empowered. If you do, please leave me a five-star review on iTunes. But most importantly, please pass along this sense of empowerment to your friends and to your networks. Thank you so much for your support. I appreciate you.